0: Welcome to the Rising Kings podcast, where we enable you to raise your standards, elevate your performance, and live to your highest order in business and in life. If you haven't already, make sure that you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on any featured content.
1: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Rising Kings podcast. I'm your host, Michael. And of course, with me, we've got none other than our founder and director, Ben Sokeld. Ben, how are you, brother?
0: Good, man. Very good. Feel good today. Strong. Coming back, man, coming back, inching back. Looking good, looking good. Thanks, bro. All right, how was the weekend? Yeah, man, not too bad, you know, like, as you know, just continually on this journey of recovery at the moment, but uh, I was able to don the weight vest this morning, man, and get out, and I'm still limited to walks, and hopefully my chosen one's not listening, but I did throw on a, a weight vest <laughs> this morning, man, just to up it a little bit, just to get a little bit of intensity back going again, and, you know, I feel like the body's coming along quite well, yeah.
1: Good, good, good. On your way to full recovery. Back to 110%, right? 150, mate.
0: 150. Always got to come back stronger. That's the rule of life, right? Whenever you get knocked down, come back stronger. That's how I like to see it. For sure, for
1: sure. Well, if you don't mind, I just kind of want to get going. The topic for today is like, you know, I guess the title is going to be, be the dad your daughter needs you to be. I've got a daughter. You've got a daughter as well. I Actually, I've got two. And I bet a lot of the guys listening to this podcast, you know, has daughters as well, right? One of the main reasons why I decided to to really sort of work on myself was really about my daughters. You know, I grew up without a dad who really wasn't a role model for me. I don't know if, how many times i said this in the podcast, but, you know, the only real thing that I learned from my dad was how not to be. I mean, I just wanted to make sure that my daughter, you know, that I was someone that my daughter can really sort of admire, respect, and look up to. And I want them to know that no matter what happens, just know that I'm never going to leave their side. Mm. And the reason why I sort of came up with this topic is, you know, a lot of us guys don't really know how to be a girl dad, especially in the beginning. Like for me, in the beginning, like I was completely blinded, had no idea. And as a matter of fact, like the first time that I found out that, you know, I was going to have, you know, two girls was I was like in shock. I was like, what am I supposed to do? Right. You know, talked to my best friend a few weeks ago, and his thing was, he's like, you know, when I found out that I was going to have, you know, my eldest was going to be a daughter, his second one's a daughter. He's got three daughters, and he goes, "Who am I supposed to play basketball with? Who am I supposed to, you know, do all of these like sports activities with?" And he had no sisters as well. And for me, like I had no sisters, so I really didn't know how to handle growing up or or dealing with with a female in the house other than my mom. Right? You know, it takes a lot of time for us to be able to sort of understand. At the end of the day, like we are the standards that we set for our daughter and how a guy is supposed to operate. So again, the topic for today is just how to be the dad your daughter needs you to be. So my first question to you is, first of all, how old were you when you first had your daughter? And sort of back then, the way that you operated, would you have been okay with your daughter sort of dating
0: a younger version of you? Yeah, man, it's interesting when it comes to, you know, the difference between a son and a daughter like even what you're saying there with your friend you know it's like i'm having three daughters who am i going to play basketball with it's who am i going to play sport with not realizing like you want to minimize this notion of gender bias you know when you're having kids as well you know my my daughter's not as active as my son but you know there's still a lot of stuff i'll do with her that you know in terms of sports get her on a mountain bike throw hoops with her all that sort of stuff and i think That's just one piece I wanted to bring up just in that earlier discussion you had there before. But in terms of for myself, Lily, she's 10 now. She'll be 11 in six months' time, so she's 10 and a half. So I was, what's that put me at, like 34 when we had Lily. Bodie was 18 months before that, so we had a son 18 months before. Man, at that point in my life, you know, like as I've shared, I I was not operating anywhere near the type of man I needed to be. I wouldn't say I was a, a great role model for my daughter at that stage in my life. You know, I was pretty much focused on business, focused on myself. My chosen one did not have the best husband in the world, <laughs> far from it. You know, I was there, but I wasn't really there there, you know what I mean? from a father's standpoint you know like I sh- I showered my children with love however I wasn't setting a great example and in saying that you know like you know if I went back you know and one of the big things that changed my life was actually the answering that question you said how would I feel if my daughter ended up with a guy who was operating the way that I was operating and that was a huge changing and transition point for me because I realized <laughs> there's no Man, there is no, to just to answer it bluntly, there's no fucking way I would want my daughter with a man who was thinking and operating the way that I was thinking and operating. And even in the past, you know, how I was uh, through my teens and 20s, et cetera, like I just, look, I'm a good, nice guy, but I was definitely not great. And so that transitioned and changed my life immensely once I looked at uh, life through the lens of, okay, man, You have to set the example now. Lily is looking up to you to establish what a man is for her in her life. How does he operate? How does he behave? What are his values? How does he deal with chaos? How does he deal with challenge? How does he deal when things aren't going his way? How does he show up when things are good? You know, like it's all these behaviors, habits, traits, characteristics that. I guess, was a a catalyst for me was, you know, like having my daughter, Lily, at the time to actually go, shit, man, like, what does it mean to be a man? What does it mean to be a father? What does it mean to be a husband through the lens of my son and but also, too, through the lens of my daughter? So, that was a huge turning point for me.
1: No, like, when you first had Lily, was this something that immediately came to you like, oh, shit, I shouldn't be operating this way or did it take some
0: time? No, it took time, man. You know, like it was through some personal development work. I'd literally just sort of started down the personal development path not long before Lily came into this world. And so it was through that where one of the mentors in the work I was doing actually brought this question forward in terms of, you know, your children are looking up to you regardless of how little they are, but they're establishing what does it mean to be a man? What does it mean to be a father? What does it mean to be a husband in terms of your characteristics, habits, behaviors, and traits? And so, at first, when that hit me, that's when I went and did an analysis on how I was operating and realized 10% of me was doing well. There was 90% of me that literally had to make some serious shifts.
1: Mm. Now, would you say like, you know, Lily sort of coming into this world that she was a big factor for? Really sort of why you look deeper into, you know, developing yourself and becoming the better version of you?
0: Absolutely, man. I, I think regardless if it's a daughter or a son, it's it's a huge thing. Like I've mentioned this before. Being a father is, in my view, is at the pinnacle, the pinnacle of the the highest responsibility you're ever going to take on as a human, right? it's bigger than running a business. It's bigger than being a CEO, general manager, you know, corporation, that side of things. And look, being a husband is is highly important, but being a father, man, like to me, it's it's one of those things you don't want to be fucking around with. And this is where I move from being, you know, what I'd call like an unconscious father. Hey, I'm just being a dad. I'll fucking see what happens. You know, oh, I can't deal with that right now. I don't want to fucking deal with it. Or that's too hard. I'll, I'll let my chosen one sort that out or someone else can fucking figure that out or her friendships and her friendship network will, will figure that out to being more a, what I classify as a conscious father. What is my fucking role here? Like what am I here to do? How do I set my children up for all the things that I would desire them to have but not drive them to have? And what I mean by that is I want my kids to live a fulfilling life. So what does fulfillment look like? It doesn't mean being happy every day. It just means being able to deal with the challenges that come at you. Being how, how they can be more present, how they can be more accepting and loving of themselves so they can step into the world and not crumble when the world comes at them.
1: So like for me, you know, I I have to totally agree. Like being a dad for me has been probably the biggest and most important title I'll ever have in my life. Right? Everything else is secondary. Right? There's a perfect example, right? Like last Friday. You know, we always have a meetings and I didn't show up. And the reason why I didn't show up was, you know, my eldest, Mia, was having a hard time getting up in the morning. And when she did get up, she didn't want nobody else to take her to school but me. And for me, it's one of these things where it's like, in my previous job, it was one of those things where, I'm sorry, Mia, I can't do it. I have to be at the office, right? But I mean, luckily enough, with, with working with, with Rising Kings, it was one of those things that were like, we understand that, that for me, you know, being there for my kids is top priority. Because at the end of the day, like it might be a small thing, and and here's the thing: like most guys will think, oh, me not taking my daughter today, you know, to school is a small thing; she'll get over it, right? She's only you know four years old, and and for us, we go, oh, it's just one little day, or it's just one day or one time that I'm not going to be there for her. But at the end of the day, like what sort of standard does that begin to take place, right? Because it might be one day this week then next week she might ask again or it might be something a little bit bigger you know a year from now and you're going to go oh, no it's just that small that'll happen again next week or that'll happen again next month and I'll be there for that but I can't do it right now and i think for me like a lot of the guys that we talk to are quote unquote present with their kids but they're not really because they're so ingrained with business and how they need to operate and how they need to take care of that side of life that being present and truly present with their kids is something that almost kind of comes secondary And like for me, like the way my my father operated was, hey, he worked his ass off and he tried to buy us the love but was never really sort of truly present. So my next question to you is you sort of touched base on this, was like how we set the standard for our daughters. So like what are the things that you do now to ensure that, you know, the standards that you set are going to be at a high level for how she sees a man operating?
0: Yeah, like a big big thing from a father, fatherly role for you know his daughter i feel is really around support supporting them like and and i use the term you're there to support them not save them and what i mean by that is like i support my daughter in her that i just for her to be her you know she's quirky she's into art she, she moves at a different pace to myself and my son and but i'm there not i don't want to try and tell her how to live her life i'm there to support her now, at the same time, when she makes you know, poor choices or they, she does something and there's consequences attached to those choices, I have to hold the line the same as I would if it was my son. And I think a lot of men get challenged on this. They have one set of rules for their daughter and they have one set of rules for their son. And I've been very conscious of this since we had children because I'm like, I don't want one, my son, to think, oh, well, my father never loved me. He loved, he loved my sister more than he loved me. And at the same time, I don't want my daughter to feel like, oh, well, fuck, you know, I get away with whatever. I'm daddy's girl. <laughs> I, can, I can break all the rules. Bodie gets in trouble, but Lily, she doesn't, you know, she doesn't get that. And, man, and at first, that's really fucking confronting because, you know, you're male, you're masculine, and then you're dealing with this tiny, you know, young female that you know, you just want to protect and wrap up in a bubble and not let anything go near her. And so it's it's been a lot of work on myself to recognize, no, this is for her. And you know, as I said, Lily's now ten and a half. Man, she's the most resilient, strong switch dot like her growth over the past, especially over the past half a decade has been phenomenal. And I really do attest a lot of that to my chosen one and I through the work we've put into being conscious parents, and especially with our daughter, like letting her be herself, be her wild, free spirit, really encouraging it, and at the same time sharing with her about resilience. Like I, I sit with my daughter anytime she has an emotional, we call it like an emotional explosion, so you know, she's okay to have that. That's her life. If she wants to lose her shit and run to her room and doesn't want to talk to anyone rather than resisting it, I let it happen. I let it diffuse and then when it's time for me to reconnect with her or my chosen when we reconnect with her we have a conversation around it and my daughter just like really starts to see this now and what what I'm noticing through this is is my daughter being able to catch these you know emotional explosions much more early on rather than just letting the shit happen and then the whole house breaks down or everyone goes oh sorry 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 to actually let her have her emotions. Like That's what we say. I, I'm not here to take away your emotional feelings. If you want to feel sad, you're totally okay to feel sad. If you want to feel angry, feel angry, pissed off, whatever it is. That's, they're your feelings. You're allowed to have them. And that's a beautiful thing to have. What I do share with her after it, though, is you know, where did that feeling come from? And then what was the consequence of that feeling on the family unit in terms of the way that that feeling was processed? Now, I'm talking to a 10 and a half year old man having this level of conversation. There's a lot of adults <laughs> who still don't fathom this, right? So, but the beauty of it is watching her understand it and process this. And I think it's an important part. It's the same I do with my son. I just notice a lot, there's a lot more emotional output from my daughter than from my son, which normally ties in with the feminine and the masculine not always but that's we're, I'm noticing that between between the two you know my son will lash out through frustration anger yelling etc my daughter will lash out through you know just a big emotional outburst run to her room doesn't want to be around anyone but then within 5 minutes we're able to reconnect on a deeper level and these things happen less and less
1: now with like the way that, that you sort of operate on a daily basis right and we all know kids are they pick up on things like super fast are there certain things that you ensure that you do or that you're consciously more aware of to make sure that, again, like she sees you or that the standard that you're setting for her is at a higher level or is it just one of those things that is so ingrained in your behavior and your habits that it just comes naturally?
0: No, I'm always like thinking about how am I operating, not just in terms of in front of my children, but just on an every piece basis. One of the big things, though, that I do I have noticed, because I I've had to make a pretty large transition. Like ten years ago, man, you know, I was the angry father. Like when things didn't go my way, I would lose my shit. Yeah, you know, I was the guy who couldn't deal with something that didn't go to my plan. You know, one of the examples was, you know, my wife, my chosen one, and I on a Saturday night would say, "Hey, let's take the kids to the beach on the Sunday morning." You know, when they this is when they're really little. Yeah yeah okay what time? Oh you know we'll see what time no, I'm like no what time? Uh let's we'll leave around 8 8:30 8 or 8:30 like this is literally how I was operating. Yeah. 8:30. Okay so we're going to leave at 8:30. Yeah yeah 8:30. Man you know how it is with two little kids, you know? Two of them they're under 5 years old. At 8 8:15 my anxiety is just through the roof cuz I'm like fucking no one's dressed you know, the kids are running around the house. There's crying. My poor chosen one, she's trying to pack a bag. And all I'm thinking of is like, I need to leave here at 8.30. And so at 8.30, man, I would grab the car keys, get in the car, start the car and start backing it out the driveway and just fucking sit there waiting. Go, well, we said we're leaving at 8.30. What's the problem? My, my chosen one's like, darling, you know, we've got two little kids. That doesn't matter. We had a fucking plan. Like, that's how I was operating. So through the lens of my children, what are they learning at that point? Right just throw your toys out of the cot and lose your shit when thing don't, things don't go your way. So when I'm talking about where I am now to where I was, like it's not an overnight piece. I had to become aware of it. So one of the big things I'm really conscious of now is how am I showing up in the chaos? Am I part of the chaos? So when there's challenges and stuff happening at home and kids are out of control or they're tired and you know dealing with their emotions, am I coming in and then just Doing the same thing and trying to shut this down and this is ridiculous and I can't fucking deal with this and this should go here and da 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 or am I coming in more calm connected? Hey, what's going on? Why why are you feeling that way? How can I support you? you know like navigating it through a very different realm and space so that my children and my daughter and my son included here can see. Hey, hang on. In chaos, you don't have to fucking be chaotic. You can actually be calm in chaos. And so through these, just you know, like it's chaos in a family fucking every day. Let's that's the truth, right? School, food, cleaning teeth, getting ready for bed. What I've noticed though is like my ability to adapt to the situation is really, really good because of the work I've done over the years to be able to get to this. And so my children see it. And so, what I'm noticing, especially with my daughter, and I do notice it with my son, is like in challenging situations now, I see them operating with a more calm temperament, processing this, so that they, I, I feel, I'm not telling them how to operate in chaotic situations, rather than tell them, I'm, I'm showing them. So even through this recent health bout, like I could be freaking out, right? Like, oh fuck, man, I got cancer, and, I oh, fuck, how am I going to deal with this? And did it versus yeah, you know, when my children look at me, like, are you are you scared? Are you upset? I was like, yeah. Like, there's part of me that's like scared just around, you know i I want to be here till I'm a hundred, but at the same time, I don't want to let it hinder me living my best life. And so, let's just live the way we were living in terms of like knowing that it's there, but let's make sure that we're really present and showing up in in all the situations we can. And so, I feel these are the things that give my children, my son and my daughter, the best ability to be able to go into the world once they leave the you know the the comfort bubble of at home as they get older to navigate it through this you know better resilience better presence more adaptability able to handle bigger challenges as they come through and that's just come literally like uh, like just from being a conscious parent but continually working on myself so I can show up as that father in all these circumstances.
1: Okay. Now, I know you have, you know, Bodhi and Lily and... But let's just sort of focus on Lily here for a second. Like, what do you feel are some of the most important lessons as girl dads,
0: like as you and I are girl dads, right, that we can teach our daughter? Man, unconditional love from the start, right? So... When I say unconditional, like purely unconditional love, loving your daughter, like I love Lily, regardless of what path she chooses to go down, I will love her to know that I'm there for her regardless. The next thing is like helping her understand, like I'm not going to just save her. Like It's her life, they're her choices. And I love her regardless if she makes, and one of the big things we do is if she makes a, a poor choice in a moment, that leads to a consequence. I remind her that I love her. You know, I don't love her less because she made a poor choice. I don't like using right or wrong. I don't think that's the right language. It's like she makes a poor choice and rather than making her feel like oh you don't love me, it's like I love you. You can make poor choices all fucking day and I'm going to love you. However, there there are consequences that come with the choices. I don't love you any less, but you know, as not but however as you go through these consequences they're part of your choices. Another thing I think, with, especially with girls, is allowing them to, to express their, their wildness, you know, to really, you know, at the end of the day, it is a male dominated society that we live in. You know, we are bigger, we're stronger. I've spoken with a lot of, especially teenager girls, to say, What's your biggest fear in, in the world? And a lot of them are just walking out in public alone. Like, I don't know what that feels like as a man. We don't know what that feels like. However, I want to teach my daughter, I want to show my daughter that to be, you know, wild and expressive and never feel fear around, you know, these sorts of things if if I can help show her that path. So whenever she's, you know, pushing up against some of the, I guess, demands of the family, whenever she's pushing up against the boundaries, rather than just shutting it down, it's like letting her express that. That's okay. And then we can navigate it off the back of it. I think another thing uh, with when it comes to what comes to girls is like really praising the intelligence, uh, moving away rather than looks. You know, oh, you look beautiful. That that they're important. Hey, you look you look gorgeous, but also too, you know, like I I think you're gorgeous because of your beautiful brain. You know, like how smart you are and how much you you know you show up for the family and how caring you are. Because I think sometimes you know we can really and you know outside of the family unit once they step into reality. You know, society there is really pushing in the female world around the, the physical. Right. And so, I'm very conscious of, of how that's delivered in our family and the way that we show up for our daughter. They're, they're kind of the main things, man. And then, like I said before, just we draw a clear boundary regardless if it's Bodie or Lily, regardless if it's son or daughter. Like, both of them know I love them both the exact amount the same, which is fully unconditional. Like, that's the practice. It's just unconditional love. And just because, you know, you're my daughter, and you can pull this really sad. Come on, daddy, <laughs> I didn't mean to. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know, I'll laugh with her and say, "I know, that's cool. You're doing a great job there, sweetheart." However, you know the consequences, <laughs> and I'll, I'll deal with the the aftermath of that, right? Because and this has been something I've learned. At first, really hard, right? Because then the daughter goes, "You don't love me. You don't uh, does all that." Trying to get the guilt out, realizing that, hey, in five minutes, I'll just park it. Hey, sweetheart, I, I love you. That's cool. Yeah, let her go and do a thing. Come and speak with her five minutes later. I'm sorry, daddy. I didn't mean that. It's like, I know you don't, darling. Like, I, I'm not, I guess one of the big things that I see in that as well is not buying into that emotional outburst at the time. I, I've been that guy before, you know, at first when this happened, and be like, what do you mean I don't love you? I do everything. You know, it's like all, all of a sudden, I'm trying to justify my love for her, to her, not realizing, mate, you don't, you don't need to do that. It comes out of the actions you do the 364 days a year rather than that one day where that occurred. And so, that's been a really big part of it as well. And I've just I've noticed hugely, again, over the, over the last five years, just this big shift in the relationship I have with my daughter, and I'm sure my chosen one will attest you know, I'm always there for her. I support her 110%. However, she knows I I can't, I'm not there to save her. I'm not going to stop her from doing what she does. I'm not going to save her from the pains of the world. That's her journey. But I'm there for her with open arms, wide open, ready to go. Anytime she feels, hey, I've got a challenge. I've got a problem. I've got this happening. She can always come to dad or mum. And she can share exactly where it's at without being ridiculed, without being shut down to have an honest conversation about, hey, let's process this together. And that's, that's been massive uh, from a father's standpoint.
1: That's actually a perfect sort of segue to, to my last question to you was, you know, let's say that, you know, Lily's now in her late teens, early 20s, and she's about to go out there and take on the world and she finds this episode of the podcast, right? What is your message for her? when she's about to make this or begin her journey into womanhood or or to go out there and conquer in the world?
0: Jeez, man, you love making these things tough, don't you?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look, for for Lily, you know, going into the world or any, any young girl making that transition out into the world, it's from my side, I, I'm always here, sweetheart. I'm always here, open arms, unconditional love. So it's like, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to Fuck things up. You're going to cause heartache and pain, and it's going to hurt. Right? I can't take that away from you, and I don't desire to take that away from you. But what I am here for is you can come here, and there'll always be a soft shoulder to land on, to process it with you, to work through it with you, to share with you what I see that may enable you to minimise uh, that sort of pain, etc. But I'm here unconditionally. Unconditional love always have been, always will be. I love you.
1: That's Ben Salkeld, and I'm Michael, and this has been another episode of the Rising Kings Podcast.
0: Stay strong. So that's it for this week's show. We really hope you enjoyed it. Uh, make sure that you head over to iTunes, uh, rate and review the show. This really helps us get the message out there to ensure we're doing our part in helping others you know, raise their standards and live to their highest order. Also too, if you haven't already, you can apply to join our free Facebook group where we take this conversation deeper and further. And then finally, if you want additional resources, etc., head over to risingkings.com.au. Have an awesome week. Stay strong.